What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey everyone, and welcome to Truth and Justice. Since this is the first and only place that Jennifer Pusateri's recorded police interview has ever been made available in its entirety, I want to take just a few minutes to address anyone listening who is not familiar with our show. So my name is Bob Ruff, and I'm the creator and host of Truth and Justice. I first covered Heyman Lee and Adnan Syed's case as our season one back in 2015. That entire season is devoted to investigating the case. The nature of this show is crowdsourcing. If you listen to season one or any of our other seasons, you'll hear that our process is to investigate one potential wrongful conviction case per season. It's a very slow, methodical, and detail-oriented approach. We break down the case piece by piece every week. We release new episodes every Sunday where I share the work that I've been doing throughout the week, and then on Fridays we release our follow-up episodes where myself and co-hosts Zach Weaver and Janet Varney discuss the episode, and field listener questions. So if you're new here, welcome, and please feel free to join our Facebook discussion group titled Official Truth and Justice Podcast Fan Page. There are a few other groups out there, but the one that you're looking for, the one where we actually interact with our listeners, is the Official Truth and Justice Podcast Fans Page. That's where I make the post every week for our listeners to submit questions for our follow-up episodes. Now, the reason that this interview is being released now is because we have circled back to this case in response to another podcast that recently released a series on it, where they have twisted and misstated a lot of facts and brought the case back into both debate and conversation. This prompted me to create what you're listening to now, our Season 14, which I've titled Reply Brief. If you're really interested in digging deep into the weeds of the case, I highly recommend you check out Season 14 from the beginning. Now, with all that out of the way, I'm about to get into Jen's interview, but I want to give a shout out and thanks to Rabia Chowdhury. It's because of her that you're able to hear this interview in its entirety. I suggested to Rabia last week that we release the full audio of Jen and Jay's interviews so that anyone interested in the case could have the entire picture. 
she agreed wholeheartedly and promptly sent me the audio for release on my feed. So just know that just because the interviews are living here, it's really Rabia who made this happen. And to answer your question, yes, Jay's interviews are coming next. His first official recorded interview will air next Sunday, and his second official recorded interview will air the following Sunday. When listening to this one, Jen's interview, listen with an open mind and pay attention to details. I'm not going to do any analysis during this episode. I've already done a statement analysis of this interview in Season 14, Episode 10, based on the transcript, and we'll dig into it even more during the follow-up this week. This is for you to listen for yourself and to form your own thoughts and opinions. For context, this recorded interview is actually Jen's third interview. She was first interviewed at the police station on the evening of February 26, where she basically told the police that she didn't know anything. Then on the 27th, the detectives met at Jen's attorney's house, where they interviewed her there. Then they moved on to the police station, where they recorded this interview. So while you're listening, be thinking, do you find Jen believable, and why? Are there parts where you believe she's being honest, and other parts where you think she's lying? And what's the distinction in your mind between those parts of her interview? Pay close attention to the differences between the parts of the story that were told to her by Jay and the parts that she herself experienced. And pay attention to what happens when she's retelling the story a second time. Do the details remain the same, or do they shift and change? And with all that being said, go ahead and put your listening ears on. This is the last you're going to hear from me today. We're going to take a quick break for the ads before the interview begins, and then the full interview uninterrupted. The only other ad break will come about 49 minutes in, and that's because that's when the detectives stop the tape and flip it over. And with that being said, after this quick break, here's Jen's interview. Thanks again for listening. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration. And Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. This is a taped interview of Jennifer Louise Pusateri. White female, 18. Uh, date of birth is. Today's date is the 27th of February, 
it's approximately quarter of four in the afternoon. We're currently at 601 East Fayette Street, uh, the offices of homicide, specifically the uh, Colonel's conference room. Present are uh, Jennifer Pusateri's attorney, James Fowley, from the uh, law offices of Fowley and Beckley, uh, Ms. Pusateri's mother, Althea Pusateri, uh, Detective Ritz, and also Sergeant Layman. For the record, could you please state your full name? Jennifer Louise Pusateri. And how long are you, ma'am? 18. And your date of birth? And where do you reside? Okay. Uh, Jennifer, this office is currently investigating a homicide. And the victim's name is Heyman Lee. Uh, she was found missing on the 13th of January. Uh, what, if anything, can you tell me about this event? Okay. Um, all I heard about this event was from an individual named Jay. Um, Jay told me around 8 o'clock that evening that uh, Adma, his ex-boyfriend, had killed her. And uh, that's, you know, as far as my day goes that day, I uh, got up, did my normal routine, went to work. From work, I called Jay. I said he wanted to come to my house and hang out. He said, sure, swing by and pick him up. Um, then he got back in touch with me to let me know not to come and get him, that he would be at my house. Between one, between 12.30 and 1, I got back to my house. Between 1 and 1.30, Jay arrived at my house. Um, Jay got there. He had Adnan's car and what I believe to be Adnan's cell phone. Um, and he just said he was waiting for a phone call. He didn't tell me whose car he had, or you know, he didn't tell me this is Adnan's car, or this is Adnan's cell phone, or he was waiting for Adnan to call him. He just said that he was waiting for a call, and it was going to come around 3.30. Um, so we hung out at my house, and then I guess around 3.30, 3.45, um, Jay got a call, and then I don't know what was said during the conversation. Um, then. Jay got another call, well, got off the phone, and then another call came in. And I don't know whether it was the same person or who it was. And I don't know whether it was on my phone or whether it was on the cell phone that Jay had. Um, then Jay left my house probably around 3.34, 4, 4.15. Well, after 3.45, between 3.45 and 4.15. I left my house between 4.15 and 4.30 to go pick up my parents from work. Went downtown and picked them up. Got back home between 6 and 6.30. Got home, mm, ate some dinner, whatever, I guess. Um, and then I think Jay paged me because we were supposed to be hanging out later on that night. So I believe that Jay paged me or either I called him or one way or another, we he left a message for me on my pager telling me where to pick him up, which was originally Gilson Park around between 7 and 8. However, um, like, the message was very confusing, so I called, I called Jay back. I did not get to talk to Jay at this time. At that time, Adnan answered the phone and said he, he would call, Jay would call me when he wanted me to come and get him. So, I guess around 
between 8 and 8.30, I believe I either got a page or a call from Edna, or from, well, it was from Jay, it wasn't from Edna, it was from Jay, telling me to meet him at Westview Mall parking lot in front of Value City. So, since we were supposed to be hanging out, I went, I picked up Jay, just as normal. Jay got in the car, was like, put on your seatbelt, let's go. I was like, all right. And then he was like, nah, Jen, I need you to keep your mouth shut if I tell you this. And I have to tell you because I don't know. He's like, I need to tell somebody. He's like, I'm the only person that knows. And I need to tell somebody. And then the information that he told me was that Adnan had killed Hay. And I was like in complete shock at this point, not knowing, you know, like what to do or what to say or anything. I would question Jay about his involvement. And Jay told me that he had no involvement. All he had done all day with Adnan's car was, he needed the car because it was his girlfriend's birthday to go get her a birthday present. That's why he had Adnan's, well, that's what he told me he had Adnan's car, was to get his girlfriend a birthday present. And um, then I asked him, you know, did you help him? Did you do anything? And he said, no. I said, how do you know that he killed her? I was like, I don't know no kind of killer. How, how do you know? You know, how is this true? And he told me that he saw his body in the back, in the trunk of a car. I don't know whose car this was, but in the trunk of a car, he saw his body. I said, well, where? And Jay says to me, Adnan's going to get caught. He said, he's going to get caught. And I said, why is he going to get caught? How's he going to get caught? And Jay said to me that he, from what I understood that Jay told me was that Adnan did this in Best Buy parking lot, which is the Best Buy in Lebanon. Uh, over uh, insecurity, and um, and then we. This is like after we had left the mall parking lot. Then Jay mentioned to me that he knew where Adnan dumped the shovel. There shovels. I don't know how many there were, but he mentioned to me that he knew that where Adnan put the shovels. And um, I, he was like, take me back to Westview Mall parking lot. I pulled back to Westview Mall parking lot and we pulled in the back. Jay got out the car and walked over towards the dumpsters. As Jay was walking over the car to you know, go over by, go to, as Jay left the car to go over to the dumpsters, he told me just to sit and watch and see if, it, you know, watch to see if there's mall security, you know, check to see what's going on, keep a lookout. So that's what I was doing. I was sitting there watching that. So then after that, Jay came back out of my car and he was really shooken up. He was completely shooken up. He was like, you have to take me to go see my girlfriend now. I took him, I'm pretty, I think I, I think that's what he did. I think I took him to see Stephanie because he was very concerned for Stephanie's well-being. He didn't want Adnan to ever talk to Stephanie again. He didn't want Stephanie to talk to Adnan again, but he didn't know how to tell Stephanie not to talk to Adnan because if he said something like that to Stephanie, then she's gonna be like, why, he's my friend, why can't, you know? And Jay didn't want to have to explain anything. He didn't want to tell anybody any more than he knew because he didn't want Adnan, like he didn't want, he told me not to tell anyone because he was concerned. Not that Adnan would necessarily come after him because I guess as far as I know, as far as Adnan knows, the only person that knows anything about this is Jay. Um, I don't think Jay has went back to Adnan and told Adnan that he's told me. 
I don't know. And J, um, so, J, um, came, I took, I, I think I took J to Stephanie's house. After we left Stephanie's house, we went to my friend Christy's house and stayed there for the remainder of the night. Um, well, yeah, until we went home for the evening, you know, you know, to go to bed that night. I get home, I don't know what time I came in that evening. Probably pretty late, because I usually come in pretty late. Maybe 12, whatever. And then, um, next day I do, I'm not sure what day was the 13th, but I'm assuming that the next day I would have, 14th, I would have went to work to my normal routine again. Um, unless it was a Saturday or Sunday. And then, um, I, uh, I, t I went and saw Jay later, sometime the next day on the 14th. I saw Jay, and he asked me to take him, I remember it was raining this day, he asked me to take him to F&M parking lot, or F&M, he had to go to F&M, and I drove him to the back of F&M, he got out of the car, took his boots and his clothes that he had on that night, and put everything in the dumpster. The only other thing I know, the only other thing that Jay told me was, um, I was like, how, you know, how, what's, you know, what's going, how is this going down? What is going on? Um, he told me that he was talking to Adnan a couple days before any of this happened. And from what I understand, anyhow, he was talking to Adnan a couple days before any of this happened. And Adnan asked Jay if he knew anywhere to put a body at. And Jay told Adnan and told me that he said no, he wouldn't know nowhere to put a body like that. Jay also told me that Adnan asked him to help bury the body. And Jay told me that he did not help Adnan bury the body. That's what Jay told me. Okay. <clears throat> to back up a little bit, Jennifer, um, you have a routine that you go through basically every day. You're a student at uh, UMBC, is that correct? Yes. Uh, why don't you describe the routine for me? You wake up. Mm -hmm. I wake up at 6.30. I leave the house at 6.30. I get in my parents' car. My mom drives my dad to work off of North Avenue. Then my mom drives herself to work off of Baltimore Street. Okay. Um, we want to get a time span here. Okay. So, so we drop my dad off at work. My dad's supposed to be at work by 7 every morning. So we drop my dad off probably around 7 in the morning. And then we go to my mom's work, which takes probably about 15 minutes to get from my dad's work to my mom's work. So about 7.15, 7.20, I leave my mom's work. I get home a little bit before 7.30. My brother's to be at school by 7.40 every morning. Well, between 7.30 and 7.40. Pick my brother up and... Um, take him to school. Then um, I get home from my brother's school between 7.40 and 8 o'clock. Get home about 8 o'clock, uh, get ready for work, you know, do whatever, shower, whatever. And um, I have to be to work by 9. So it takes me about 10, 15 minutes to get to my job. So I leave my house anywhere between 8.30 and 9. I get to work. I don't know if I was there exactly on mine a day. Some days I'd be maybe five, ten minutes late. Where do you work? At the Heartlands. Where is that located? In Ellicott City off of North Rogers Avenue. And what do you do there? 
a lifeguard for the time center. And um, I worked there from 9 until 12. And then from there, I called Jay and I uh, talked to him and asked him if he wanted to come hang out at my house. He wanted me to swing by and pick him up or whatever. And he told me, sure, that's fine, come and get me. And then somehow, I, or maybe right then and there, Jay told me that he had a ride. Either right then and there he told me, or some other time he got in touch with me to let me know that I did not need to come and get him. He had a way to my house. Where did you call Jay? Does Jay have a pager? No, I believe I called Jay at his house. And what time was that? Um, I want to say between 10 and 12. Sometime between 10 and 12. And what's his phone number? And you wanted to meet and, with him later yeah, on that day? Yeah, I just wanted to know if he just wanted to come over to the house and hang out. It was my winter break, so I was not going to school right now. And um, I just wanted to know if he just wanted to hang out. So he told me he would come over or whatever. And um, or maybe, I don't know when I found out that he didn't need a ride, but he didn't need a ride, and he was going to come over to my house. So he shows up at my house. Well, I got to my house a little bit later that day than 12 because um, there were some problems with the pool. Um, a guy from American Pools came to the Heartlands to look at whatever was wrong with our pool. And um, I stayed, I hung around a little bit to, uh, to maybe I called Jay after 12 because I knew that I was going to be later than what I assumed. So I could have called Jay a little bit after 12 to let him know that I wasn't going to be, I was going to be later. And then maybe that was when he told me that he didn't arrive. But anyhow, I left work a little bit later. Maybe not much later, not like hours later, maybe like 15, 20 minutes, half an hour. So I want to say I got home probably between 12.30 and 1. And then I want to say that Jay got there probably between 1 and 1.30. Maybe as late as 2, but I don't want to think, I don't think it was that late. I think it was more around 1.30 time. So Jay gets there around 1.30 and we play video games, hang out. Jay says he's waiting for a phone call. And he didn't say who from. I didn't know who from. I didn't know who he was, you know, me and them with, or whose car he had. Or maybe I did ask him whose car he had, because I, I know Jay don't have a car. So I might have been like, hey, whose car is that? And he might have said it was Adnan's car or something like that, but I don't remember. And um, so then Jay hung out the house and waited for the phone to ring. And I guess between 3.30 and 4, um, the phone, a phone call came in. Uh, I don't know whether it was on my phone or the cell phone that Jay had, but a phone call came in. Jay talked on the phone, and then I want to say, got off the phone, and then another phone call came in, either on my phone or Jay's phone, and it was for Jay. And Jay talked on the phone to whoever, and then um, and then Jay left. I don't know exactly the time. I'd say anywhere between 3:30 and 4:15, and then I left my house between 4:15 and 4:30 to go and pick up my parents. I get to my mom's work approximately at 5 o'clock. We get to my dad's work approximately at 5.30. We get home between 6 and 6.30. Uh, once I'm home, I get some dinner maybe. And I know that I'm supposed to be hanging out with Jay later on in the evening. And we're going over to my, friend's Chris my friend Christy's house. 
So we're hanging out. Or no, so I'm hanging out at home. We and, used uh, for a second, Jen, just to go back. He comes over to your house. He said he had a car with him, and you think that Adnan? He told you it was Adnan's car. Have you ever seen his Adnan's car before? Uh, yeah, I've seen it before at school, but I couldn't like I couldn't tell you what kind of car it was. The or car that, like that Jay had that day. Describe it for me. It was like a brown, like a tan color, kind of tan color. Oh. Did it look like an older car? Or yeah, I'd say probably like maybe a anywhere between a ninety and a ninety-five, maybe. And it was four doors, and that's all I really know about the car that he came across. Do you recall whether or not he said it was Adnan's car, or you, did it look similar to the? Um, well, like, I haven't seen Adnan's car since I graduated from high school, which would have been in May. And I can't remember it. Like, I mean, if I would have... See, like... I think, like, since I've talked to Jay since all this has happened, whatever, Jay told me, like, last night that it was Adnan's car. That he was in, that he had brought to my house. Because he wanted to know if I told you all that last night. And I hadn't told you that last night. And um, he said, well, then he didn't even want, he was like, well, the only reason I had his car was because I wanted to, that's when I found out that he wanted, he had the car to go get his girlfriend a birthday present. He never told you that in the past? Um, not that I remember. Uh, when Jay gets there, you, you indicated around 1 or 1.30? Yeah, between 1 and 1.30. He pulls up, and now you know it's Adnan's car. I'm assuming it's... Yeah, because like, I knew it wasn't his car, and I knew it wasn't... Well, Jay doesn't have a car, and I knew it wasn't Jay's girlfriend's, Jay's girlfriend's car. Um, I don't remember if I asked Jay if it was Adnan's... If it, well, I wouldn't ask him if it was his Adnan car, but I don't remember if I asked Jay whose car it was, and he told me it was Adnan's, or whether he just told me it was Adnan's car. Did, uh, does Jay have a pager? No. Does he have a cell phone? No. Did Jay have a cell phone? Yes, on that day. And you indicate several phone calls come into your residence. However, you're not sure whether it was Jay's cell phone or telephone. Right. I, I don't remember. I, I mean, I don't even remember, you know, remember the phone number, but you told me that he called my house. So apparently it was either on the cell phone or on my house line number. Okay. Do you have an answering machine at your house? Yes. Uh, were there any messages left on that answering machine from uh, Adnan? No. Um, from 1.30 until 3.30, you guys do what? Uh, sit at the house, talk, listen to the radio, play video games, have play with my dog. <laughs> how many phone calls had uh, Jay received, do you recall? Um, I only remember, I only really, really remember him getting two, and I remember both of them being, because I remember Jay got to my house and he said, he was waiting, he, he set the phone down on the coffee table, and he said, I'm waiting for a phone call, and I was like, you know, who's going to call you, what's, you know, who's fell of cell phones at, or whatever, I was like, it's just a cell phone, he was like, and I'm supposed to get a call around 3.30, and I said, Okay, 
and he said, that's when I'm leaving, is around 3.30, when I get the phone call. Can you describe the cell phone, what it looked like? It was black, um, it had the buttons on the front, it wasn't a flip phone. Probably about two inches wide and maybe six to eight inches long. Um, that's about all. You don't know the make? No, I don't remember the make. When the phone calls come in and uh, Jay answers them, how long does the conversation take? Um, I don't want to say. I want to say that he wasn't. They weren't very long, baby. I think they were like succinct and to the point. Like I don't think that he sat down like bullshit or whatever on the on the phone. I don't think. I mean, I really don't remember exactly. But uh, Jay's usually not a bullshit on the phone. He's pretty much all right. Come and get me by, or you know whatever. Do you recall who Jay was talking to? No, I don't know who we talked to. Did you ask? No, Jay? I didn't ask Jay. If you want to find it, you know, he tell me if he wants me to know. You leave at three thirty. To I leave at four thirty. Four thirty to finish up your routine by going to pick my parents up from there. Interject something. Uh, while he's waiting for this phone call between one thirty and three thirty, can you describe his demeanor? Is he kind of anxious or anticipating this phone call, or waiting, or is he nervous? Um, what is he doing? I could tell. I could tell there was something wrong. I could tell that there was something going on. I didn't know as to what, and I didn't ask him yet. Because I didn't think it was any of my business yet, you know, and I, I didn't think that, you know, I didn't ask him why he was acting like he was acting. I was just like, you know, whatever. But I knew that I was going to pick him up later, and later I planned on asking him what the hell's been going on all day. Can you? Is there anything about his behavior that you can put into words to describe it for me so I have an idea? Um. I guess, yeah, maybe a little bit more hyper than normal, maybe a little bit more, like, just, just, like, maybe a little bit more on edge, you know, I guess, like, I, I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. something was going on or something was wrong. Yeah, there was something, Jay, there was something, uh, Jay was not acting what Jay normally acts. He wasn't as relaxed, I mean, I guess as he normally is. Um, uh, but, like, to describe his head, I mean, he just wasn't acting what Jay normally acts. Whether, like, I, I mean, he wasn't acting sad or angry, but he might have been acting, like, uptight. Not really uptight. But I get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you recall what Jay was wearing? Oh. I know he had on some brown boots, some like like Timberland color, you know, like the Timberland boots, but they weren't actually Timberland name brand. They were just like the Timberland beige boots. And I want to say he might have been wearing wearing a Dickies outfit, a black Dickies outfit. He wears a lot of Dickies clothes. And color was his jacket. I think his jacket was like plaid. A plaid and kind of jacket. Okay. 
Okay, for those of us who don't know what a dickie's outfit is. Oh, it's um. Describe that. Like uh, I guess it's like um. Uh, it's like black pair of pants that are kind of like they're not jeans; they're like made out of cotton or like khaki type pants, I guess you'd say, but they're black and a black button-down shirt, short sleeves, all black, I guess. Work, work. Oh uh, yeah, it's that's what it is. It's like work. It's like something that uh, uh, regular, like if you worked in like a factory or a shop or something, you're wearing, you know, nothing like a suit or tie. Like you wouldn't put a tie with it and look nice. It's just like a workman's clothes. A guy that goes out and works every day hard, like Che. Okay. <laughs> you leave. Pick up your father. Pick up your mother. You eventually come home. You eat dinner, and you're supposed to meet uh, Che later on in the evening. Right. You do meet up with Jay. Right. Now, is there a phone call made to your house? Or do you contact Jay as to what the plans are? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, you I believe that I got a voice message from Jay. Like, um, telling me to get him from the park. And around between 7 and 7.30, I think it was. And for some reason, the message was, like, very confusing or something. For some reason, I felt it necessary to get back in touch with Jay. And I believe I called that cell phone number because um, I had the cell phone number either on my pager or at my house we have caller ID. So if the cell phone number called my house during the day, then the number was on my caller ID. So that's how I knew what the cell phone number was in order to get in touch with Jay and Adnan. When I called them, um, Adnan answered the phone and said, Jay will call you back when you're ready, when he's ready for you to come and get him, or for you to come and meet him, or whatever. Jay will call you when he's ready. And um, so that's all, like, he was very quick and very, bye, you know? And I was like, what is going on? This is when I was, like, really to the point where I had no idea what was going on. And I wanted to know I was not going to take Jay anywhere until he told me what was going on. Because I need, I mean, I felt that I needed to know in case, you know what I'm saying? In case, well, like for these reasons. And um, that's when I decided that I wanted to know what, that I was going to ask Jay. I mean, if he didn't tell me, he didn't tell me. I wasn't going to fight with him. But um, I was going to ask him. So. The part um, that you described, Jennifer. Skilston Park. Gilston Park. Where's it's that located? On Gilston Park Road. And where is that? Is that Baltimore County? Yeah, it's off of Crosby and Chesworth, I believe. I believe Chesworth is that cross street there too. No, it's not Black Friars. That's the that's the one at the pool zone. This isn't two eight. It would be two 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 eight in Kingston. When did you arrange with uh, Jay or have this communication that you were going to meet him in the park? I'd say between 6.30. Anytime, after I got home from picking my parents up to 7.30, I guess is between then. I was in my bedroom uh, getting dressed because I knew I was going out later just to hang out at my friend Christie's house. And uh, I got a page. And usually when I get pages and things like that, I go back to my room and use the phone just because that's why I feel more comfortable. And um, that's when I got the page that was a voice message from Jay saying to get him from the park. And then when I, and then like maybe, actually maybe I knew to pick 
came up from the park earlier, I talked to him. But I, I'm not sure. He left a message on the machine telling me something about either to come and pick him up or at the park or he was going to be later than what he thought. So don't go to the park yet. I think I got two messages maybe on my page. One saying to pick him up at the park and then the next message saying, I'm going to be late. Don't pick, you know, don't pick me up at the park or I'll call you when I need you or something. I was confused. There was confusion in his message. So I felt it necessary to contact him and find out where I was supposed to get him from. Do you recall about what time you said you were getting dressed? Because uh, you knew you were going out that evening. Right. What time did you call him back to get the, the message straightened out? I guess I'd say between 6.30 and 7.30. When you called him back, did you think you were calling him back on the cell phone or were you calling his house? or what were you Yeah, calling? I knew that I was dialing the cell, the cell phone number. Finally got the message straight now. Right. That Jay would call me when he was ready to be picked up. Um, then I guess uh, I was I was like, well, I was sitting at the house and just waiting because like I was supposed to be over my friend Christie's house between because like originally the plans were around 7:30 or 7 or whatever with Jay, and um, instead I just sat at the house and waited a little bit longer for the page to go and get him for the call to my house to go and get him, and. Um, and I guess for a little bit after 8, around 8, between 8 and 8.30, I'd say Jay paged me and told me to come pick him up at Westview Mall parking lot in front of Value City. I got to Westview Mall parking lot in front of Value City, probably between 8 and 8.30, like after, shortly after the page came through. I don't live that far from Westview Mall. I parked underneath a, the, the mall was still open at this time. Oops, excuse me. I parked underneath the parking light, uh, one of the lights, parked underneath there. Um, I probably didn't sit there very long. I don't think I sat there very long. I, don't, I wouldn't say I sat there for more than 15 minutes waiting for them to get there. They got there and um, they were in a, in what I recognize as being the same car that Jay brought to my house earlier that day which was the brown car had four doors, or the tan car had four doors. They um, were both in the same vehicle? Yes, Jay and Anna were both in the same vehicle. Who was driving? I want to say Adnan, but I mean, it could have been Jay. Um, but I want to say Adnan was driving. I don't exactly, I, I'm pretty sure it was Adnan that was What driving. happened after they pulled up? Um, Jay got out of the car and got in the passenger seat of my mom's car while I was driving that night. And um, Adnan said hi to me. He said, hey, what's up, girl? And I was like, hey, what's up? And then we left the parking lot, and that's when Jay told me. With the exchange of words between you and Adnan, he said, hey, what's up, girl? How would you describe his mood at that time? He seemed just like he normally seems, just like, um, just like he was, was like, just how I remember him from high school, I guess. Did just it seem like, like anything was bothering him? No, not at that time. I mean, we didn't. He just said hi, and I said hi, and he left. And, well, I left, and then he left, I guess, or he left, and then I left, or both. We all left the parking lot. When Jay gets in your car, the clothing that you described earlier—the dicky outfit, outfit, the plaid jacket, the tan boots. Is that the outfit that you recall you had on? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't exactly remember if it's a dicky outfit. I know that Jay wears dicky outfits a lot. 
So I'm just assuming. I mean, I know that he had on the brown boots, and I know that he had on a jacket, and I think I remember the jacket being plaid. You notice anything bad as clothing? That uh, they were disheveled, soiled, or anything like that? No, they didn't look dirty. They didn't look any different than they normally looked. Than they looked before, like when he was at my house at one or one thirty. They didn't look any different than then. Did you notice his hands? Whether his hands had any dirt on them or anything like that, or any cuts on his um, hands? No, his hands appeared to look the same. I mean, I didn't examine him, but. I, I didn't notice anything. Like there wasn't, no, there was nothing obvious that I noticed about his outfit or his hands or his, you know, anything. So then what happens after he gets back to your um, When he gets in the car, he's like, okay, put on the seatbelt, let's go. I was like, all right, let's go. And um, he says, Jen, you got to swear you won't tell nobody what I'm about to tell you. And I was like... All right, he's like, but I gotta tell you, I gotta tell somebody, I can't, you know? And I was like, all right, what's up, babe? He's like, um, Adnan killed Hay. And that's when I was just like, whoa, what do you mean Adnan killed Hay? Why, what, how, when, where, you know? Normal questions, I guess he would ask. When you ask why, what, what did he say? Um, he said that, Adnan said that, he broke his heart. Did he say anything else? No. When you ask him how, what did he say? Said that he strangled her. Did you ask him where it happened? He told me, um, he told me, this is what he told me, he told me that Adnan was going to, he was like, he's going to, I was like, Jay, what do we do? I was like, he asked, Jay asked me what we should do. He said, do you think we should go to the police now and tell them right now? And I said, I don't know. I said, what was your involvement? Were you involved? And he said, no. He said, Adnan showed me her body and asked me if I, if I would help her bury him, or bury, if I would help him bury her body. And I said, well, what did you do? Did you help him? Do you know where the body is? No, I just took him to some place in the city and I dropped him off. I took him to, a, then I went down, picked him up from a different place in the city, and then I don't, remember where he said they went. And just backtrack him mm -hmm. just for a second so we can keep up with it. When you asked him if he had any involvement and he said no. He said he saw the body. Did he say where he saw the body? Uh, I think I might have asked him I think I remember him saying in the trunk of a car. I don't know whether it was her car or Adam's car. When he says he dropped him off somewhere in the city or picked him up did he say whether or not he was in the four-door tan vehicle or what car that he was driving, or did you ask him? Um, I just assumed that he was in Adam, the car that he brought to the house, which I'm assuming was Adnan's car. Because I asked him, I was like, well, like I think that her body was put in his car. Because I asked him about Hayes' car. I said, how did he do this? You know, when, you know, like, when was this done? And when he didn't know when. What did he say? Yeah, he said that he strangled her in Best Buy parking lot. Did he say But I don't know how he got to Best Buy parking lot or anything like that. He didn't say which Best Buy. I'm assuming it's the Best Buy on security by around the corner from Woodland. When you asked him about 
Hayes' car, what did he say in regards to that? Um, he said he didn't know. He didn't know where the car was or how Adnan got to Best Buy or how, um, how he got into Hayes' car, if he did it in Hayes' car or whether he did it in his car. When he made reference to going down into the city, he said he dropped him off at some house and he had to pick him back up. Yeah. Did he say whose house that he took him to? No, uh, he did say to a different Barad's house. He said a different chick's house, some chick's house. Did he say when he dropped him off? Uh, no, no times. After he dropped him off, did he wait outside for him or have to go back? Oh, he came back. He had to go back because, um, yeah, he had to go back. I think, yeah, because I think he left and had to go back. Uh, all this is happening between the time he left your house around uh, 3.45 and 4.15 and the next time you see him at 8 o'clock. All this is taking place within a time span? I think so. When I talked to Jay, um, when I talked to, to Jay um, around, I think that I talked to Jay before he came to my house around 1.30 from my house. I think that I think that I talked to him before, you know, before he came to my house, and he told me he was downtown with Adnan. This, this was before one thirty. Yeah. And I know that Adnan went to school sometime during the day. Sometime during the morning, I want to say in the morning he went to school or something, because like he was supposed to be in school the whole day. So I think that Jay took him to school and stuff. And I also think that Jay took him to maybe some kind of practice. I don't know if Adnan did anything at Woodlawn or not as far as sports go. But I think that at 8 o'clock when I talked to Jay, I think, because he told me the entire story of everything that happened during the day. But I don't remember all of it. Like, I remember that he said that Adnan said he did it in in Best Buy parking lot. He said that he saw Hay's body in the trunk of a car. He said, I remember him mentioning something about taking Adnan to school. I remember him mentioning something about picking Adnan up from school after practice or before practice, or taking him to practice before practice started, if he had some kind of practice or something like that. And um, that's about all the information. That Jay gave me then about the day that I can remember. After you leave um, the parking lot, the parking lot at uh, Westview Shopping Center in front of Bayou City, where did you go? We, I want to say that we went to Stephanie's house. Jay's girlfriend. I want to say we went there because I think that I remember Jay saying that he wanted to go see Steph. He wanted to go and give her a hug and see her and make sure she was okay and everything like that. And kind of like let her know not to talk to Adnan. And it was Stephanie's birthday, so we had to go and see her and you know, give her a birthday hug and kiss or whatever. So I, I remember taking him there. I take him there and then I believe on the way to my friend Christy's house, where does Stephanie live? In Woodbridge Valley. You I don't know the, know the address. I don't know the street or... You know yeah. Stephanie's last name? McPherson. I know her phone number. What is that?
At least that's what I remember. If I remember to be pretty sure that's it. Did you physically see Stephanie? Yeah, I saw. I sat in the car while Jay got out of the car, and I saw Stephanie open the door. I saw him go in and give her a hug and a kiss. And then he might have been in the house for approximately five to fifteen minutes. When he's going up to the house, does he have a birthday present with him? Um, I don't remember. What happens after he comes out of the house? Comes out the house, gets in the car, say, ready to go to Christie's house. He says, um, I said, and we talked, we probably talked a little bit more about hay and everything that happened. And uh, might have asked him, you know, again, what his involvement was, if he knew where the body was. I was like, yo, where'd he bury the body? Where would he have buried the body? And Jay said, I don't know where he took the body, um, but he used my shovel or shovels, I don't know whether it was one or two. He's like, I know where the shovel or shovels are. And I said, okay, so what do you want me to do? He says, will you take me to the shovels or shovel? And I said, sure, where are the shovels or shovel? And he said, they are at a mall parking lot. And I was like, well, what mall? And he was like, back at Westview Mall. So we went back to Westview Mall parking lot and uh, we went to the back of the parking lot. And that's where the dumpster, there's a dumpster, there's some dumpsters back there. And Jay got out the car and walked over towards the dumpsters while I sat in the car to watch and see if there was any other cars coming or whatever. Because you're not really allowed to be like behind the mall parking lot without being suspicious or something. I mean, why would you be back there, you know? So. I was trying to keep an eye out for that, and that's what I was doing. Then Jay came back to the car, and um, he said, um, "He said, I guess we can go to Christie's house now, or whatever." So we went to Christie's house, and I said, "We probably got to Christie's by this time. It was probably at least nine o'clock, around nine." Got to Christie's house, hung out there for a couple hours, talked whatever, hung out. We did not, at this point, we did not tell Jeff and Christy anything. Jeff is also lives with Christy there. <coughs> there, um, his, uh, his, it's his, it's her boyfriend. Actually, you know what, I think I also, well, I went to Christy's house, and then I think I went to campus that night, too. I think it was my friend Mike's birthday on campus at UMBC. I went to campus to see Mike, because I remember seeing a lot of my sorority sisters and all of them wanting to know what was wrong with me, because they could definitely tell that there was something going on and that I was not my normal self. I had something, you know, else tracking my mind, which was the fact that I know uh, this information about Adnan and Hay, and that, you know, that bothered me <laughs> to know that information. So. Um, you know, they were a little leery of the situation as to what was going on in my head, blah, blah, blah. And um, I did not tell them anything at this point. And um, then I left school and went to Christie's house. We went to Christie's and hung out there. And while at Christie's house, me and Jay were both very quiet, very preoccupied. We both, you know, like Christy could tell that we were both pretty much, you know, like there was something going on. And, you let know, me, let me interrupt you. <clears throat> you both went to Stephanie's house. Right. 
You stayed there for approximately 15 minutes. Right. From there, did you go to Christie's house or did you go to No, I think I went to campus before I went to Christie's house. And Jay was with you? Yes, Jay was with me. And where is the campus? Uh, UMBC, uh, Wilkins Avenue. Within the campus? Um, I was in Y, which is W-Y-E, that's how it's spelled, the apartments. Y apartments, it's in, it, the whole apartment area is known as Hillside, and it's within Hilltop Circle. Okay. At UMBC, on campus. Did Jay have a cell phone at that point? No. Jay he no longer has a cell phone. Not that I saw it, or didn't ring. I don't think he had it anymore. Okay. Um, how long did you st stay at the sorority house? Um, I want to say we were there maybe an hour. About an hour. We didn't stay as long as I wanted to, but that's because we still had to get to Christie's house. I tend to make a lot of plans and have to go a lot of places because I have a lot of friends that like to hang out, I guess. I try to make everybody happy. It was my friend Mike's birthday. He was giving me a hard time about leaving because he was like, I never hang out long enough and blah, blah, blah. But I left anyhow. And after I left there, I went to Christie's house. And, um, Christie just, I don't know, she just, just kind of sat there and talked like normal. She wondered, you know, she had questions. She asked questions as to, Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Uh, the tape, this is Detective McGilvery. This is a uh, continuing uh, interview of Jennifer Pusateri. The uh, tape stopped at approximately 1629 hours, and uh, Ms. Pusateri's attorney and Sergeant Lehman left to get a cup of coffee, and we're resuming this interview. It's approximately 24 minutes of five. Uh, Jennifer, I basically, to go back, you indicated you were at UMBC uh, at your soror sorority well, house. Well, some of my sorority sisters were there. We don't have houses on campus. You can't. Okay. And from there, you went to Christie's house. Mm -hmm. And what time, approximately, did you get to Christie's house? I'd say between 10.30 and 11, probably. Continue. So um, we get into Christie's house. Um, we sit there and talk with her and her boyfriend. Um, just about, I don't know. I don't know what we talked about. Normal daily stuff, I guess. Watch some TV, might have commented on whatever was on TV, maybe. And uh, we sat there for a while. And then um, um, Christie, you know, she, she could tell that there was something, there's something wrong somewhere. Like, she could tell that maybe there was something wrong because. Like, I wasn't acting like my normal self, and that's because I heard this information, and I was very concerned, because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether we should go to the cops and tell them straight up right now tonight, or whether we should just wait and see what happens like we did now. Now I kind of wish that we just would have went the first night. But we didn't, because we didn't know any better. What's Chrissy's last name? Vincent. V-I-N-S-O-L. And where does she live? And uh, who else was also there? Boyfriend Jeff. Do you know Jeff's last name? I'm going to say Johnson. Did you ever have a conversation with either Christy or Jeff concerning the events of the day? Not until last month. 
because Christian's the only one probably down here. Um, after you leave, well, well, then we 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 set at Christian's house. I don't, I don't know how long we sat there. I don't know exactly. I don't think it was real, real late, like like one or two. I, I want to say it's probably more around eleven thirty, twelve thirty that we left Christie's. I took Jay home, and then I went home, and then the next morning I woke up, and I don't know if I slept very well or not, because I had that information in my mind, and I felt, like just as Jay used me to talk to somebody, I felt that I needed someone to talk to as well, but at this point I still hadn't told anyone, um, and then like I woke up the next morning, I guess I went through my normal 6.30 to till 9 routine, taking everybody to work, myself getting to work. And I think I probably went to work the next day, as long as it wasn't a Saturday or Sunday. Um, and then sometime during the 14th, um, on that day, I went to see Jay again at his house. I picked him up, and uh, he had his boots with him, as well as his clothes and jacket that he had on the night before. And he asked me if I would take him to FNM parking lot. And I took him to FNM parking lot and we drove around the back until we saw a dumpster, which is actually, I think, maybe behind the baby store rather than FNM. I don't exactly remember when we went back to parking lot. We went pretty far to the other end of the shopping center. And Jay threw his clothes along the boots in the dumpster. Got what back in the car. Baltimore National Pike. Um, there's also a pet stuff, an office depot. Is that the FNM that's where Jay was? Yeah, no. We've been talking about Jay the whole time here. Um, what's Jay's last name? Files. W-I-L-D-S. And is he a white male or a black male? Black male. And how old is he? 19. Do you know his date of birth? January 12th, 1980. Does uh, Jay have a telephone number? Yes. It's and where does Jay live? Um, also, off of Route 40. Um, I believe it's Rich Avenue, but I don't know that. Uh, after you leave Christie's house, do you recall what time you got back to um, Jay's house that night, 13th? No, because I don't know exactly when I left Christie's. Was, I mean, I have no idea what time I came home that night, too. Like, you don't remember. No. The 14th of January. Um, what time did you respond back to Jay's house to pick him up? Well, I. What do you, do you know what day of the week that is? I don't know what day of the week. If you, if I knew what day of the week, I could probably give you a better time. Um, because let's see, if it was a Wednesday or a Friday. The 13th was a Wednesday. Okay, so the next day was a Thursday. Uh, it was probably after. It was probably after 12 because I worked until t 12 at the Heartlands. So then it was probably after 12. It was probably right on my way home from work. So I probably got to his house between 12 and 12.30. Excuse me, as long as we're on dates here, 
How are you so sure that all this events that you're talking about took place on the 13th of January? And you know what, the 14th, the 11th, the 12th? Well, the only reason I know that is because last night, um, when I was being questioned, or whatever you want to call it, um, uh, a question asked was, why had Adnan called my house on the 13th? Um, I remember the incident that Adnan had killed Hay, and I remember that I had talked to Jay that day, and Jay had been in my house. Adnan has never called my house before, as to my recollection. Um, not that I would remember him ever calling my house. And uh, so the only time that he would have called the house would have been on the 13th, like you guys said that I had those phone calls coming so, in my house. So you're saying that it's, you're sure it's the 13th because we told you you got these telephone calls on the 13th. Right. Not because it's the day after his birthday. Or right. I don't, I wouldn't remember days okay. like that. Do you recall seeing anything on the news that uh, he's being missing? Yes. Um, we were at Champs on a Thursday night. I want to say, um, okay, it was probably the last Thursday in January, I want to say, because I know it wasn't this past Thursday. I know it wasn't the Thursday before that or the Thursday before that, but I believe it was the Thursday before that, which would make it a month ago Thursday-wise. We were at Champs. When you say we, who are you referring to? Um, me, Jay, my friend. Well, me and Jay were the two that drove together. But there was a whole bunch of my other friends there from school. Um, my friend Nicole was there. Um, Champs is where? It's in Twizz Rose parking lot on Baltimore National Park. It's a sports bar. It was college night. So um, we were at Champs. And I was up talking with somebody or maybe dancing or something, I don't know. And um, Jay came up to me and was like, yo, they just said that Hayes' body is missing on, I just saw it on the TV. And um, on the news, I guess, is where he saw it. And he told me that he saw it. And I said, oh, um, now what? Hayes' body is missing. Yeah. But he had saw it on the television that her body had been missing. That she was missing. Yeah, yeah, that she was missing. Well, not her body. Yeah, that he was missing. And he was like, what do we do? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what we do. I was like, what do we do? You know? And we just went about, you know, he, he um, seemed a little, you know, like, concerned maybe or shocked maybe or, wow, you know, body's missing. Um, I guess he was concerned because he knew the information about Adnan. And uh, I guess that's why I was concerned. And that is when I found out that she had been missing. Well, you knew back on the Well, yeah, obviously that she was dead. She was dead. Why would you be so shocked that now the news is reporting her that she's missing, she has been heard or seen from? Um, I don't know. I guess I was just surprised. I don't know. I don't know. I was, maybe I wasn't surprised. Maybe I was just like, oh, no, what do we do now? Maybe it was more like, oh, no, what do we do now? Rather than surprised, I guess. And then we left Champs that night. I uh, went back to Jay's house that night. 
we watched the movie or something, and I probably didn't even go back for 30 that morning. Pretty bad. Shame on me. Yeah. I didn't probably about 4 30 that morning. And then next day I got up and took my cash. At any time from the 13th up till you see this news report, has Jay made any reference that uh, they haven't had her body or he knew exactly where her body was? No. For complete. Um, like, he never told me anything about knowing where her body was. I was like, because, like, if he would have known where her body was that night, then, well, he would have told me where her body was that night, and we could have came down here and told you guys where the body was. You know, we knew that somebody had been killed and the body was here. We would have probably came down and said it right then and there. But we didn't think that we had enough information that was going to, you know, like, not we didn't want to be linked to it in any way whatsoever. Have you or Jay ever made any anonymous phone calls to the police department about um, no. Haley's death? No. Thought about it, but never did. Because I have friends that work at Woodlawn Precinct. And then I know I know a couple of detectives there and a couple of officers. But I didn't. I told, um, what I did do is probably about two weeks after the information, I told my friend Nicole that I knew about um, this I knew that this girl was killed. What is Nicole's last name? Parks. Does she have a nickname? Nope. How old is uh, Nicole? 24. And where does she live? On Washington Boulevard. Do you know the exact address? No. It's above a pawn shop. What uh, town? Elkridge. Okay. Also, um, do you work with Nicole? At Garland's. That's my other job. And where is Garland's? 1107 Ingleside Avenue. Or 1109 Ingleside Avenue. I think it's 1109. And what did you tell Nicole? I told Nicole that... I knew this girl, hey, I know this girl, hey, that got strangled, and I know who did it. At that point, I hadn't told, I don't think I had told her who did it yet. I just told her that I knew this girl that had been killed. I needed to get to, you know, I needed to let somebody know because maybe, you know, I was like, what do you think I should do, you know? What do you think I should do? I was like, Jay told me that Adna, well, no, I didn't say that Adna. I just said, Jay told me about this girl being killed, being strangled. Um, so, uh, you know, she asked me a couple of questions, I'm sure. I couldn't tell you what question she was asked me. It was outside of the 7-Eleven parking lot on Frederick Road that I told her this. Do you remember what day you told her? No. Had you been at work that day? Um, at Garland's? Yes. No. Was this before the body was found? Yes. It might have even been the night. No, because it was. I know it was before we went to Champs. It might have been that same night. I don't know, but I know that because I know that when Jay came up to me at Champs and told me that her body was missing, well, that they said that her that she was missing. Um. Uh, I know that I said something to Nicole because at this point Nicole didn't know. Did you tell anybody else? 
Um, no, not, not except for Christy last night. Okay. You indicated uh, in prior conversations that an uh, individual by the name of Joshua. Yeah, Josh. His name's Josh. Because um, the day that they found her body, um, his body, uh, the, the day that, what I had heard was that they found a foot in Lincoln Park. Somebody had found a foot sticking up out of the ground in Lincoln Park. Um, and I, you know, I didn't, I didn't even think, I didn't even think that it was his body at all. I mean, dead bodies always get dumped in Lincoln Park. Like, I hear about it all the time. Um, so I happened to mention something to Nicole. We were in the car, we were in her car, and Josh was in the car. Josh is Nicole's boyfriend. He, um, and he, and I said to Nicole, I said, Yo, did you hear anything about that body? And um, he was like, um, she was like, she was like, yeah, my mom found a body at the gate this morning and she unlocked it. My mom work, works at Carrie Murray. It's in Lincoln Park. And I said to Nicole, I was like, I was like, do you, you know, what else? I was like, and I don't know whether Nicole or whether Josh had mentioned that the body was strangled. Um, and I was like, if it was strangled, I was like, I bet you it was her body. I bet you they found hay. And that's all I said. So I guess at that point, then Josh and his friend Mark, who was in the car as well, then also. I want to back you up a little bit because I was a little bit confused that when you go to uh, F&M, to drop off Jay's clothing. Mm -hmm. Jay is actually dressed in the same clothing. Mm -mm. He had on different clothes the next he had day. Different clothing. Yeah. And he had the clothing that he Separate. had worn the, the night prior in a container. Um, I don't know if it was. I know the boots were. I'm pretty sure the boots were loose. The clothes might have been in the bag, but actually, I'm not sure. All I know is that he took them and threw them in the dumpster. And that dumpster is behind FNM. Well, it's I don't think it's behind FNM. I think it's actually behind the baby stroke. If you go behind FNM, you just keep going and then there's a dumpster here on the left. And I think it was like a brown, kinda reddish kind of color dumpster. I think. I don't know. Sergeant Lyle? He had his clothing in the bag when he put it in the dumpster. Uh, and how do you know this is clothing? He, he told you this is the clothing. Or did you well, I saw the clothing. I actually saw okay, so the jacket. In the bag, so well, if he had a bag, if it wasn't, it probably was loose if I saw it, rather than being in a bag, maybe. Okay. Um, I mean, uh, I saw it, and I was like, because he, the night that, the night that he, that I picked him up or whatever, he told me that he was going to get rid of every, uh, that he was going to get rid of his boots. At least, because he knew that his boots were in Adnan's car, and well, what I think is Adnan's car, and that he didn't want his footprints or anything like that in Adnan's car or anything like that. So he told me that he was going to get rid of your opinion that Jay wasn't along when the body was buried. In my opinion, no. On my understanding, he's Jay. He's throwing away all of his clothes and he's okay. wiping fingerprints off and shovels and things of that nature. Yeah. What do you think of that? Well, 
it wasn't until today that I thought, I mean, I just don't think that Jay, I don't think that Jay would lie to me, first of all. And like, I don't know, unless Adnan paid Jay a good sum of money, I really don't see Jay helping him. Now, I wasn't involved in any prior conversations with any one of those. What, what is the relationship between Jay and Um, They knew each other from high school. Okay. They knew each other through Stephanie, Jay's girlfriend. Okay. Um, but to say that they were friends or to say that they hung out a lot, I'd say probably not. Because, I mean, like, I hung out with Jay a lot. Like, we spend a good amount of time together. You know, I probably see Jay almost every day. Um, what would, what, how would you describe your relationship with Jay? With Jay? I'd say we're very close, very close. Boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend? No, not, like, no, not really. But, I mean, we're close. Like, you know, I love Jay as a friend. I mean, with all my heart, Jay is, like, I trust Jay with my life. How long have you known him? I've known him in elementary school. Um, we were really good friends in, like, third or fourth grade. But then, like, I didn't see him very much in later my elementary school because I think he left and went to a different school maybe. I know that he did go to a different school somewhere between elementary school and middle school than I did. But he did end up back at Johnny Cake Middle where we went to middle school. And we didn't talk too much then. We weren't very close friends. Um, we didn't become pretty close friends until my senior year in high school. Maybe towards the end of my junior year. A little bit in the beginning of my junior year. I think he might have helped out with my soccer team. Earlier you had the restrictions that I had to be down to pick up my mom. I understand that. So I couldn't take him anywhere. But I guess what I'm asking you, you know anything about any murder? No, I had no idea as so anything I guess, at this what point. what did you think he might have been doing that would scare you that I'm not going to put him in my car mm. what I know what doing? Never know with Jeff. <laughs> well, um, obviously you thought it was something I mean, serious that you didn't want to be with him if he was doing something. I guess what I'm asking is, what did you think he might have been? Um, I don't know. I don't, I just, I knew that he wasn't acting like Jay, because like Jay's pretty, like, Jay will come to me and tell me a lot of stuff. And he wasn't talking to me about what was going on. And, like, since he had been, like, the t after, once he left my house at, like, 4.30 or whatever, when I was going to pick him up again, at this point, he had been, because he was acting so different at my house, I was like, what, you know, where, you know, what, what what's, what's going on, you know? And I didn't, I wanted to know what was going on when he got back, because I was concerned for him, I was concerned for Jay. I guess there's more why, I wanted to know. Why, these, Jay and Adnan have known each other since high school? I, I think they, they might know, I, guess, I don't know if Adnan went to middle school with us or not, but... Um, Did you say Jay and Adnan were like best friends? Oh no, not at all. They're like casual acquaintances? Casual 
casual acquaintances. Well, I wonder why I couldn't help me on that. I'm mm-hmm. trying to put words in your mouth, but what I would add now, you go to a casual acquaintance like Jay and say, I just killed a girl, and I don't want you to help me bear her. I guess because Jay has the kind of reputation of, one, being a loyal person, so, like, if Adnan, like, Adnan, I guess, felt that he could confide in Jay. And Adnan was, I think Adnan and Jay's girlfriend are pretty close. They're pretty close friends. Like, they would hang out, maybe. I mean, I don't really know because I didn't hang out with them that much. I hung out with Jay. I don't like his girlfriend very much. We don't get along with her all the time. Okay. Let's go back to when you picked him up at Westview Park. We weren't real sure. And I don't think we ever really pinned it down as to who was going in the car. Right. I want to say Adnan. You want to say Adnan, but you're not sure. So it's, if you think back, you say, Jay got out of the car. He got the passenger seat in my car. Adnan came over to the window. Well, no, he didn't even get out. I just, right. when Jay opened the door, well, Adnan didn't come over to my car and say hi to me. Okay. Like, I'm, I don't I don't know if he got out of the passenger side and walked over to the driver's side or not. I know that when Jay opened the Car, passenger car on my side, on my car to get into my car. That's when Adnan said hi to me. So at that point, Adnan must have been in the driver's side of his car. So yeah. by that you time, he was there, driving. Side of, was he on the driver's side or on the passenger side of your car? He pulled was up Adnan's car. On the passenger side. And then Jay gets out of the. Just take a, if you don't know for sure, fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, trying to take you back. Did Jay, Jay get out of the passenger side and get in, and then that man's driving? Or, or that man, I'm sure, would have to have gotten out. And then yeah, right. See, right. I don't, rem- I don't remember Adnan getting out of the car and changing places with Jay. Okay. So I'm assuming that Jay was in the passenger seat of the car. Best Buy parking lot. That's right across. From security store. Yeah, from Security Square Mall. From Security Square Mall. It's on Security. It's on Security Boulevard. Okay. There's a McDonald's the there. It's on the other side of the Okay. And that's what Jay said. Adnan told him. Where he did it. Yeah. And I was like, well, then he's definitely going to get caught because I think there's cameras on the top of Best Buy um, store. So you told that to Jay. Yeah. When you pulled up. You said you're sitting there first, you have to wait till they arrive. Do you recall what, when you said hi to Adnan, he said, yeah, what's up, girl? The clothing that he's wearing or hat that he may have had on, uh, was it a jogging suit or normal street clothes? Adnan usually dresses pretty nice, like in khakis and polo or Tommy Hilfiger shirts. Do you recall what he was wearing that night? Mm, no. I don't pay that much attention. I knew who she was. Like, if I saw a whole bunch of pictures of, I know that she's Chinese or Asian or Korean or something like that. If I saw a whole bunch of pictures of some females that were that, I wouldn't be able to pick her out. I don't know her that way. I think she was in my calculus three class my senior year. And knew that she played, I think, if she's the girl that I think she is, I think she played field hockey and maybe lacrosse at Woodlawn. Um, She was a pretty, like, she was pretty nice. Like, I mean, like, if anyone else met her, they would think that, I mean, I guess they would think that she's a nice girl, intelligent, well-dressed, 
kind of like ditzy maybe, but I personally thought she was a snot because she was a little stuck up. I thought she was stuck up. Yeah. The day her body was found, mm-hmm. were you having a conversation with Jay? Yeah, I know you told me you were always um, people in the car, but did Jay call you and said he found her body? Did you call Jay? I think I might have called Jay and said they found her body, but I think you might have already known on the TV. So we talk about what do we do now? Um, maybe we talked about it, but we still we still decided that not to come down and say anything to the police yet. But then, like, I was at work one day, and um, I was talking to this lady named Lisa Chevron, I think is her last name. And I know her husband works for Baltimore City Police. I believe his name's Chris. And I believe Lisa, like Lisa asked me, um, did I know anything about, you know, did I know Hay? You know, she didn't ask me if I knew anything about the murder. She just asked me if I knew Hay from Woodlawn, because they all knew that I was regularly from Woodlawn and if I knew her. And I was like, yeah, I know her. And um, she had mentioned something to me about um, there being a possible suspect of the person that found the body in the park. And then I remember that, and I remember going to Jay and saying, hey, yo, they think they got a suspect for his um, murder. They think it's the person that found the body because apparently the body was found, this is what I got from Lisa, the body was found like so off in the park that why would anybody be back there? So that the original suspect was this person. And when I told Jay that, Jay was concerned. He was like, yo, that's no good. He's like, we can't let the wrong person go down for this. And I was like, all right. And then it was, I mean, that was pretty much, you know, it at that point. It was like, then I was to the point when I knew that there was a different suspect that might be going down for this. I was thinking, now I'm ready. That's when I told my mom. Um, and that's when I was like, well, maybe I should see if I can call Amy, who's a detective down the bunk, and maybe talk to her and see how I can let her know what I have to know, but not have to go through any of this. Had you done that? No, I did not do that. Because I was still thinking, just keep your mouth shut, because... That's what Jay asked you to do with Jay's friend. And then I felt like, this was the point, like, now I started feeling bad again because I felt bad for Hay's family. Like, I think that would be horrible. For, because I know if I had kids, which I don't, but if I did, you know, like, that would, like, they had, I mean, they had no idea as to who had done any of this. So... And I was like, well, maybe now, since I know as a law-abiding citizen, I should go and tell them whatever I know. But I didn't yet. Do you have any idea what type of car Hay drove? No. Have you ever seen the car? Mm, I mean, I might have seen it at Woodlawn, but I don't know. I mean, like... I don't really know if she even had the car at Woodlawn when I was there. So no, I don't think I've ever seen her car. Other than the car that you believed to be Adnan's, mm-hmm. it's a tan car, four-door, mm-hmm. have you ever seen Adnan in any other car? Driving? Correct. Mm-hmm. 
Not that I no, not that I remember which. Um, I don't know what kind of car he had. Why do you want to pay attention? Prior to you learning that Ednan had contacted Jack, when was the last time you had any contact with Ednan? Uh, before my senior year in high school. Uh, maybe May. Yeah. That would have been May of 98. Yeah, I mean, like that would have been the last time that I see, saw, that I've ever seen, seen him. Because I haven't been back to Lamont or... When you graduated, he was a junior. Yes. There's been a lot of publicity lately that we're looking for the car. Right. We can't find the car. Right. Did you ever mention to you about the car? No. Did he know where the car is? He's never told me if he does know. Did you inquire? Did you ask her? Yeah, yeah, what, what do you do with the car? Um, no, the only time I ever asked anything about the car was like, because like, the impression that I got when Jay told me that Adnan had done this at Best Buy was, I was like, how did, how did he do this in Best Buy parking lot, like, in her car? Like, that was, I was under the impression that he did it to her in her car. And I was like, how did he get in her car without her knowing? Why would she talk to him, period? Like, I wouldn't because, like, I knew that they had broken up, and I wasn't sure as to why she would still talk to him or anything like that. Um, so, like, that's the only time I ever said anything to Jay about the whole car was, like, um, when did he get, how did he get into her car, you know, like, what was he, like, hiding in the backseat or something, you know, like, in those scary movies, but, um, he didn't know. He didn't even know if it was done in her car. All right, that uh, concludes this interview. It's approximately 10 minutes after 5. <coughs>
Just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice to sign up. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. It doesn't cost you a penny, and it goes a long way towards making the show more visible. If you have a case that you'd like us to consider covering, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram, or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. For all of you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod, and I can be found on social media at BobRuffTruth. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice.